30 mi- 32 minutes past the time Pete told us we absolutely have to be ready <laughs> on time and here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. Three, two, one. <coughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 27 of the podcast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, joined as always by my giggling British buddies, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Fixify. Uh, hey, guys. Welcome uh. back, <laughs> boys. The boys are back. Uh, we are here to talk about, on this week's show, Witcher 3, and a little speculation about the Pokemon Nintendo Direct. So guys, it's good to be back. I'm glad to have the gang all here again. It's obviously always fun to have a guest like we did last week with George, but you know we missed you, Steve. Oh, thank you. I missed you too. So did you? I, we're going to talk a little bit about it on After Dark, but you, did you have fun at uh, your sister's wedding? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was my first wedding as an adult, and it was just exciting. That was crazy to me. I saw you said that, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's my first one as an adult. It's like, man, I I feel like I'm at that age now where, like, I've, I went to, like, three weddings last year, and I'm like, oh, it's wedding season, man. Yeah, everyone's doing it now. Yeah. I love weddings, though, so I'm, I'm not one to come. Like, yeah, I gotta buy a bunch of presents or whatever, but, like, as, lo- as long as they have an open bar, you make up for it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you recreate like a Nintendo Switch advert? Did you take your Switch with you and pull it out of your suit? Everyone crowded round. No, sadly not. Like, uh, although I'm surprised my sister's husband didn't bring his. I thought he would have. So, though I I will say, and then and then I promise we'll move on and talk about Nintendo. Um, y'all should definitely go over to Steve's Twitter and look at the the dope picture he took of of him and his boyfriend for the uh for the you know they're all dressed up going to the wedding. Steve is in a brown suit, and I gotta say, it's really your color, man. You look good. I love the color brown. <laughs> Just playing video games. <laughs> All right, so let's kick the show off by talking about what we're playing this week. Uh, I don't have much to report. Like, I, I jumped in Cuphead like once or twice more, but I really just haven't <clears throat> had too much time for gaming lately. And um, when I have, I've just been like chipping away a little bit at Red Dead 2 and um I'm actually in the epilogue now pixel so I'm almost done. I know there's two parts to the epilogue so I probably have like 10 more hours to go but I'm almost done. <laughs> it's taken you so long man. I know. So I, long. I've I've only got the guy out of the strawberry prison. That's all I've done so far. That's like the one I'm, of the first missions. Yeah, I know. I'm like nowhere in that game. <laughs> You're like chapter 2 still, I think. I know. <laughs> <laughs> of 8. <laughs> so <sighs> So give me some credit, man. I'm farther along than Steve. <laughs> That's true. It's not difficult. Speaking of which, Steve, uh, it says right here, you've been playing a little bit of Zelda. Yeah, I know. I was I was worried about putting in because Pixel always shouts at me for playing the same games over and over again. But um, I don't know. I just had a desire to boot Zelda up again. It's good. Was it was this in between playing Stardew Valley? I've I've given up Stardew Valley. I'm I'm yeah, past yeah. that. I'm over that hump now. I was just trying out the Stardew Valley multiplayer. It was good, but no, I just I don't know. And and I was ooming and iron about doing it because you can only have one save, and I can't be bothered to do it on another profile. But I've wiped my Zelda save. It's gone. This is Breath of the Wild, yeah. Yeah, that's the only Zelda game I that's worth playing um <laughs> oh my god we're not what how many minutes in the episode are we right now oh i don't know we spent we spent the first 10 minutes 
pretending to stop. Well, okay. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to part the kimono like that for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm running around and it's it's weird pl- playing it a second time because you kind of know where everything is, but I've also forgotten like the solutions to a lot of the shrines. I thought I would have remembered more than I have, but I guess two years is a long time. Yeah. Did you did you find all the shri- like all of the shrines when you did you your first playthrough? Yeah, I cheated though. Mm. I looked online. Like there were some I just couldn't find. <laughs> so I don't think I could remember all of the shrine locations now. No, there's no oh, way you definitely could. Definitely not. And 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 like the there aren't that many landmarks to go, oh I know there's a shrine next to this. Like a lot of the shrines are just in open grass or on a generic looking mountain. Mm-hmm. But it's it's good. It's exciting. And I completely forgot how to start a fire as well. <laughs> and I figured that out. The it's flint. Like ten ways. You whack it. <laughs> Fl- no, you get the you put the flint and the wood down and you whack it and then you can put the shit in the cooking pot and it's like really exciting. Oh, it's funny. I don't even know that I ever did that. I used to just like stick a pile of wood and just light it on fire with a bomb. Oh my god, no, that's so, that's, no, that's not the proper way. Put the flint down and whack the flint and then it like sparks and how, makes how did, the fire. How did you survive, oh spoilers if you haven't played Breath of the Wild by the way, how did you survive that island where you start off with nothing and then you kind of progress through if you don't know how to start fires? I do know, I did know how to do it, I forgot this playthrough. No, I was talking to Pete because Pete's like, oh, oh, I always use a bomb. I don't know that I... I don't know that I used the fire on that island now that I'm thinking about it. I don't... Did you even go to that island? Did no, I definitely did. The one where they take all your gear and you're just naked, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I did uh-huh. that whole challenge. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I just figured it out then. And I, uh, it's been two years, man. Playing on hard mode. Yeah. Have you, uh, speaking of which, have any of you played that master mode? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm watching my girlfriend play it right now, though, because I was Ooh. I was going to start playing Breath of the Wild, like, a few months ago, and then she borrowed my copy and has been, like, obsessively playing it for, like, several hours a day, every day since then. Um, <laughs> so I'm just watching her do it, and I'm like, all right, I'm living vicariously through you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I haven't played it, because I found the, the like, normal game, really hard anyway, especially at the beginning. Dude, it was so funny. Like, she was, uh, she's playing it the other day. She's like, I'm just gonna, like, play it for a minute and just, like, see what it's like. And she's, <laughs> and I was like, she's like, oh, it's pretty hard. Like, I'm definitely finding a lot of these bacoblins, you know, like, the, the tougher ones, and all I have is, mm-hmm. is a branch or whatever. And she's like, but I haven't, like, seen anything too crazy yet. And then she's like, oh, fuck, it's so idle! <laughs> <laughs> I never, ever take on the linos. I can't be bothered with that. Really? No, no way. Aww. I even managed to slip past the one on the way to beat Ganon at the end when I played on my first playthrough. Okay. I don't even know how I managed to slip past that. It's not hard, that hard to avoid. No, and if and if you can properly flurry, like parry, and then get the flurry attack, then it's not that bad. Yeah, like when uh, when they have you do the thing with the shock arrows the first time, I didn't even fight them. I just like ran in and stole them all. I was like, later, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the arrows. Bye. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of old, big open world games, Pixel, you've jumped down quite a rabbit hole this week. You started playing Skyrim, according to your Twitter feed. Yeah, I haven't played Skyrim ever before. I can't believe that. You said it lived up to the hype, right? Yeah, well, yes and no. It's very addictive, and there's a lot to do in it. The UI is dated now. It's not very accessible. Yeah, I mean, it's seven years old, so... It's eight years old, I think. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, but no, that's really fun. I've started playing through that. Um, I 
bought it for my PS4, but I'm probably going to double dip on Switch now just so I can kind of. Oh yeah, it's, it's way nicer to play handheld. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought yeah, it was absolutely. on sale on PS4, so I I bought it to try out. I was like, well, I've never played it before. Let's have a gander. And yeah, now I'm probably going to buy it on Switch. So I'd recommend it. I'm sure everyone's already played it though. So <laughs> I can't believe. Did you have you played any of the other Elder Scrolls? No. Okay. It's so funny, man. Like I keep thinking about buying that <clears throat> for my girlfriend because uh, it's like her favorite game of all time. But I'm like pretty sure that she'll like lose her job if I get it for <laughs> her on Switch. Yeah, it's one of those games. Like someone on Twitter replied to me, and they're like, "Oh, you know, don't play it. Don't play it. You know, it absorbs <laughs> your life." And they showed me their playtime on Switch, and it was 720 hours. Oh my god! Which is literally a month. Think about how many how many hours they've put into it before that. Probably when it was like a new game too though mm-hmm. like have they spent multiple months of their lives playing this game i know my roommate in college definitely did i think he's played it like 10 or 11 times jeez it's insane like you just like keep going back to it like a, like his favorite album or something you know it'd be like i'd just come home from class he'd be like oh yeah i started a new character it's like why <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see why it's very addictive and there's lots to it so there's lots of things you can yeah. do differently every time like different characters different classes you can invest in different skills even just how well developed the like randomization is of it where like I remember my favorite thing would be, like, when you'd walk down a path, especially early game when you're weak, and, like, you run in this, like, a giant who kills you, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go back down that way again, and then they're not there, and you're just like, oh, shit. That, that literally happened to me. I'm sure it did. I remember the first time I saw one, I was like, all right, I'm going to go see what, you know, what's up no. with these guys, and he just whacks me up into the stratosphere, and, like, my body flew for, like, a solid minute. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of which, what race, what class are you, and have you decided who you're going to align with yet? Um, I can't remember. I'm the lizard dude. The okay. Argonians. Yeah. Um, basically, because you can breathe underwater, and I thought that's probably mm-hmm. really handy if, you know, I am. You can get, like, water-breathing rings and potions and yeah, stuff and um, spells. Yeah, a passive, you know, bonus. That seems like a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Plus, you're a fucking dinosaur man, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I can't remember what class I went with, to be honest. I I always go with Thief. Always. No, I didn't go with Thief. Uh... When it comes to Elder Scrolls, like, my favorite thing about it is that, like, it's not as... Well, I guess not Elder Scrolls in general. Skyrim in general. It's not rigid. Like, you can do, like, whatever you want and you get rewarded for it. So, like, I didn't really play a class. Like, I literally used everything. Like, I used stealth and a bow. I had... I used conjuration magic to like make the ghost swords. Mm-hmm. Was just like full melee and magic and stealth. What's up? Like I'm a crazy. <laughs> I'm Link. Let's go. Oh, that's a disappointing thing because I bought it on PS4. When I get the Switch version, I'll get all the you know Zelda bonuses in it, so I can dress up yeah. as Link and pretend it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you have to pop an amiibo on to get those. Well, any Zelda amiibo. Yeah, that's fine. I've got one. Yeah. I think so. I don't think it's just uh, Breath of the Wild ones, but yeah, it just um, it plays the like Zelda tune, and then a chest appears in front of you, and then you can just open it. Awesome, that's great. And inside is all the stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but you haven't decided who you're going to align with yet, like Imperials or the Nords. No, or... not yet. I've been kind of okay. you know, exploring a bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna check back in because I want to know if you are Imperial scum. Or if you side with the true owners of Skyrim. Rebel Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this Star Wars? 
what like what isn't Star Wars? That's true. Star Trek. Damn, that's how that sounds like uh that sounds like the a premise for like a good like um like pop pop culture like coffee table book. Like everything is Star Wars and it's just yeah. like breaking down every other story <laughs> in the world into Star Wars. <laughs> mm. All right, so the Bible. Jesus, he's Luke, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> you ever played any other Bethesda games like um Fallout? So I got Fallout 3 for PS3, played probably about three hours of it, and then chucked it in the bin. I thought it was crap. What? Get New Vegas. That is 3, isn't it? New Vegas is the... That's the good one. It's the one by Obsidian. Oh, okay. It's it's made with the same engine, but it was mm-hmm. made after the fact. It's like a Majora's Mask style okay. sequel. Yeah, it's, it's set in Las Vegas, and... It's really, really good. Well, the the bundle I got on PS4, it was um, like 20 quid for Skyrim and Fallout 4. So I do have Fallout. Fallout 4 is pretty good. So I do, I do have one to good. dive into when I finish playing Skyrim on Switch, because that's probably what I'm going to switch over to now. I mean, it is essentially it's essentially Fallout. It's essentially Skyrim with guns, but Sounds good. I like it. This is a Nintendo podcast. Let's move on. Yes, but I want Fallout to come to Switch, damn it. At least New Vegas. When, when New Vegas eventually comes to Switch, we'll do a book club and we can talk all about it. About chasing down Chandler Bing because he shot you. <laughs> Chandler oh, Bing. Oh, it is Chandler Bing. Yeah, yeah, boom. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an inside baseball joke there. Uh, so you've also been playing a game called Gato Roboto, which is set to come out this week on a Nintendo Switch. So what's what's up with Gato Roboto, Pixel? Uh, really can't say much because embargo, but... It comes out in two days. You can't talk about it yet? Mm-mm. You can, because it'll be, we'll release this podcast in two days, right? Yeah, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> it's out, it's out today. You can go download it right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's I an embargo. It, the embargo is until the evening of the 30th. Okay, well, we can we can release this late there on the 30th. We'll be fine. Okay. We'll be fine. Yeah, we can schedule it. Well, you know how much I like Minute? Yes. Gato Roboto has kind of got the same art style as that, which is what initially appealed to me. Um, so the art style is really kind of, I don't know how to describe it, black and white, kind of lo-fi, I guess. It's like original Game Boy style. Yeah, right? totally. Mm-hmm. And you know how much I like Hollow Knight, mm. which is a Metroidvania? Yeah. Well, Gato Roboto is a Metroidvania, which is in this kind of art style of minutes. So, you know. So you're in. That's me all in all straight these boxes away. getting ticked. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's my thing. This I'm definitely interested in this game. I'm watching the trailer right now. It looks adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I loved, I loved Minute as well. Um, Metroidvanias are kind of hit or miss for me, but I do really love cats and robots. <laughs> so I gotta give this one a go. Yeah, so you can run around as the cat, get out your mech suit, and run around as a cat to get into like little tight spaces and things like that. Or you can kind of jump in your suit and, you know, blast through walls, kill enemies, progress that way. Fucking hell, talking about burying the lead, it's a cat mech game. And you go with, oh, it looks like Minute is a Metroidvania. And you've, like, completely just, like, glossed over the fact that it has this really cool character. Yes. Dude, <laughs> and they call it a Meowtroidvania. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, God. Buying it day one. Day <laughs> one purchase, Gato Roboto. You got my money. You know your audience. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, also, the name of the developer is Doinksoft, and I love that. But <laughs> did you see at the end of the trailer, there's this cute little picture of him in his robot suit. <laughs> and it just, it looks like Samus died and a cat found her mech suit. <laughs> also, he's friends with a frog, I guess. It's adorable. I want to play this game. The, ma- the main story is um, you're 
so you play obviously play as a cat who's called um, Kitty, I think, or Kiki, Kiki, <laughs> no Kiki, that's it, Kiki, Kiki, Kiki the kitty, uh-huh. and you're basically like your company, your owner, as he flies through space in a spacecraft, and as he's kind of going over like one of the planets, you kind of just walk. You know how cats walk across keyboards. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> yeah, so you walk across the keyboard and the spaceship crash lands. Gary, your owner, gets stranded and he's missing. So then it's you, the cat, and you have to go rescue him. Poor Gary. <laughs> Luckily, you have this mech suit, so you know it makes it a bit easier. I'm looking at the picture. I just love the way the cat's hands is just like oh, over the top of a little mech suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> There's one, so there's one art style, uh, one artwork for the game, and um, one of the promo arts, and it's the cat curled up in a little ball sleeping in the top of the mech suit. So oh cute. Oh my god. Can we, can we like, can we reach out to them and do some kind of a partnership? I want a Gata robot. I want some swag. I want a, I want a plush. Right, I'm going to plug this now. So Devolver Digital, they had a merch store, and they had a Gato Robato t-shirt on there, and I really wanted it. And I went to go get it the other day, and it's just gone. The store's gone. No. Absolutely gutted. What the hell? I know, right? Well, I'm sure I'm sure they'll get it somewhere else. So yeah, that's how good the game is. I want a t-shirt of it. That's awesome. I'm really excited to play that. I'm definitely gonna pick that up. <laughs> Alright, so we've got uh four items on the news list this week if Steve can choke back his tears. Uh, kicking things off, The Witcher 3 has been listed in China as releasing on Nintendo Switch in September. So Pixel. So you two are finally going to play it. You are finally going to play gonna, through I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get to the pub. I'm going to play a game of that card game, and I'm not going to have a clue what's going on, and then I'm going to put it down, and I'm never going to play again. The card game. The card game, Gwent, is entirely optional. I didn't play That's how. That's how far I get every time. Don't play Gwent. I get, that, I, get to, I get to that pub, or that bar place, and I just don't bother anymore. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. I think that's a, there's one game of Gwent in it, which is mandatory to show you how it works. After that, you don't even have to play Which it Which is the again. one in the pub. It's the one in the pub. He makes you sit down with him, and he's like, oh, come play this game with me. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <sighs> no, you have to play it. You have to play it. So, yeah, Witcher 3 has been listed um, in China uh, by loads of different people on, I don't know how you say it, Tabawa. Is that right? Tabawa, I think. Yeah, which is like their big e-commerce site. And apparently, it's all because some kind of Asian distributor has put it up on their system kind of how we saw it come up last year with that french distributor and then mysteriously vanish yeah so i think at this point although it's not being confirmed and people say it probably won't run on switch it totally will and i think it's coming and i think it's coming at e3 and we checked the um release schedule and there's nothing in for september yet nope so it could be the big game for september could be yeah i i feel like the listings and everything make it seem like pretty pretty likely at this point. There's been a lot of other things pointing to it. Pixel's been pretty confident it was coming. I feel like it's a lock at this point. I think what I'm not so confident about is whether or not Steve and I will play the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> it is, so you like Skyrim. Witcher is better than Skyrim. It's That's not, nonsense. It, That's it's nonsense. not, though. It is. Can I shoot lightning and fire out of my hand? Yes. Can I? Right, you, so you can learn loads of spells. 
You can as long as you drink like sixteen potions. No, you don't and- need potions. Oh. You do not need potions. Well, so I can just get. Can I shout at things? You don't have a shout, but you can like. Sh- there's lo- I'm not going to ruin it for you. There's loads of different okay. spells, and you can upgrade them to do different things. Um, okay, right. I'm intrigued. I like magic in games. Here's what I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna part the kimono pixel. I have never played The Witcher three. I played The Witcher two. I tried to start it twice, and I was like, "This is not fun," and I'm not interested in this. So I never really gave Witcher three a shot. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the time. Honestly, take Skyrim and just improve every single element of Skyrim by a tiny bit, and modernize it a bit more so it's got a decent UI, and that is The Witcher three. It's in third person now. I have to look at Geralt. <laughs> Geralt, not Geralt. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no. Gerald. You, you have That's to play. His name, right? <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> I, I swear he's coming to Smash as well. That, that I'm. I've said this three times now. But if he is, you could. If you're right about that, I'm gonna be. My mind's gonna be blown. I, I said it when we first saw the listing in the French distributor last year. They seem to be saving this announcement for E3 now, and I'm fairly confident it's coming to Switch. And the only reason I can really think that they'd hold it back for that long is one, it's a good title to showcase a third party at E3. But two, it could be a Smash character. All right, so moving right along, uh, Uniqlo is back in the news this week for disqualifying the Pokemon t-shirt design winner that we discussed last week. Uh, And then they pulled the shirt down from the website and everything. It's like, it's it's been, there's been a lot of drama around this little contest. Um, But Pixel threw gas on the fire on Twitter when he called them out being like, hey... Where's that $10,000 that you guys promised going now? Is that going to the runner-up? Is it going to be distributed? Are you going to just pocket it and take all the free publicity that you got for this competition? Because it seems like you're doing that one. Honestly, it seems very weird. Like, I understand they have to disqualify the person who broke the terms and conditions of the competition. Fine. But then to turn around and go, yeah, but we're not giving first place to anyone else is really weird. Whose decision do you think it was, Uniqlo or Nintendo's? To not award first place, probably Uniqlo. Because they they're saying nothing's gonna, no t-shirt designs going to show up in the game now. They ha- technically haven't said that, but because no, they did. I thought they did. No, I don't think they have. But basically, because the shirt's been disqualified, and that was the one that was going to be in the game, and they're not awarding first place to anyone else, thereby essentially saying there's no bonus shirt in the game. And we're keeping 10 grand. Yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. I was into that design as well, but it wasn't my favorite. No, it seemed like a weird pick for that. There's some, a lot better designs. That... I'll be honest, though. I liked all the women's and kids' t-shirts, so I was a bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could squeeze into one. That, that always bums me out um, when I find like a design I really like, and I'm like, oh, they only have it in women's sizes? Like, the hell? Yeah, I really liked the. Oh, I'm, I know you spoke about this last week, but I really liked the patchworky one with all the squares of the. There was like all the all the squares of all the Pokemon on it, and it was like really really colourful. It was only a kid's size. Not cool, man. No, I know. Yeah, it was sad. I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see on this one. There's always a chance that they'll come back out and like announce that there's a there's a follow up because it's like supposed to be in the game and everything. Like you have to imagine that. They'd want to see that competition to fruition, but I wonder if what Steve said is true. Nintendo's just like, yo, fuck you. Like, you didn't do your due diligence. Like, shot over. We're giving it to somebody else. The, the worst part is it wasn't even that one shirt. There was another shirt that was in the runners-up, which was disqualified as well for exactly the same reasons. Wow. I didn't know yeah. that part. Wow. Okay. 
That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You got to imagine Nintendo's not too happy about that. Yeah, I think because I think um, some of the Game Freak devs were judges, you know, picking their favorite shirts as well. So Uniqlo's not only made themselves look a bit foolish, they've potentially dragged them under the bus in this whole fiasco as well. <laughs> nice job, Uniqlo. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so uh, moving right along, TH New. TH, that's what they should have called themselves. TH New? That would have been so much more clever. Okay, so THQ. Sure, what? I, no, speaking of all, I don't even know why they kept the THQ name. They fucking went bust. They were a failure of a company. Oh, let's just bring the THQ well, name back. Well, and it's back. funny because even when they weren't a failure of a company, it's not like they were like this company with this great like legacy, like Sega or oh, something. Yeah, it was, like, it's it was like, like all kind of like B, B class games. They weren't great. The Kings of Double A. Uh, so THQ Nordic uh, has leaked Darksiders 2 on Nintendo Switch launching this August. So again, another thing we've talked about quite some time. We had the rumor about this, you know, what, months ago at this point. Uh, all, all evidence pointed to it being real. It appears to be real again. It appears to be coming out this August. Uh, Pixel, you are a big Darksiders fan because it's essentially edgy Legend of Zelda. So, um, <laughs> what's wh- where are you at with this? Are you you excited? Are you going to pick it up again? Uh, I won't pick it up mainly because of THQ Nordic's recent activity on questionable forums. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad to see it coming to Switch. Um, um, again, it's one of those games we fully expected, uh, especially seeing as you know one's already out on Switch. Do you think it confirms the Biomutants coming now, then? I think it semi-confirms that, because was it EB Games? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. EB Games in, in uh, Canada, which is uh, essentially GameStop yes. for Canada. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when they put up their listing, and it had Darksiders 2 and Biomutant on it, I was, you know, retailer leaks like that aren't that reliable usually. But now that we've had confirmation from Koch Media, which is owned by THQ Nordic, that Darksiders 2 is coming... The likelihood of Biomutant coming is a lot higher, in my opinion. And again, that could be another E3 announcement. And is that off your buy list as well because of THQ Nordic? I probably... I don't know. Like, it's not fair to boycott an entire publisher's games just because one person in that company acted inappropriately. Um, Because the developers that work work on these games aren't necessarily directly linked to them. They're just Mm -hmm. there for a publishing deal. Yeah. That's always the thing that makes it so tough. That happened. I had that qualm with Quantic Dream with Detroit when there was all that stuff coming out about like the hostile work environment with like David Cage and the other founder whose name I can never remember because it's super French. Um, I end up having this really like tough moral quandary where it's like, okay, if I if I'm interested in this game and I want to play it, right, whether it's Biomutant or Red Dead or or whatever, if if the brass at these studios is doing something you know that's unsavory that doesn't have anything to do with the you know like what dozens hundreds of people that worked on the game and and put months of their life especially if they worked crazy crunch overtime to make sure it was done and like put all that blood sweat and tears didn't see their family and then i don't play the game because of some like moral high ground like i don't know if that's like i don't know who i'm helping by doing that like am i ending crunch by making them not get their bonus because i didn't buy the game i don't think you can ever end crunch like it's bad practice but it happens in basically every single company that deals with software 
Well, I you say that, but like you look at you look at what um Jason's reporting over at Kotaku. Sure. And he's he seems to think that Ubisoft uh don't really crunch and um Insomniac games don't really crunch. And like people like C D Project Red, you know, they definitely do and people have complained on their, you know, glass stories of how much crunch yeah. time. The thing though with C D Project Red that's different is all of their crunch is paid. They get overtime for that those extra hours. So like yeah, like again, that's that's it's not it's not great. I'm certainly not advocating for crunch, but I feel like when you're getting overtime for that time, that softens that blow a little bit. Yeah, you know? definitely. Where you look in the states or most of Europe, and that's just the norm is to just do the work for free. You know, Sakurai can't use a fucking mouse anymore because of Smash Brothers. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> It's it, there's definitely a problem, and I think like Steve's right about what Jason's reporting. Where like there are studios that don't crunch, but they're certainly few and far between. So it's kind of like I don't know. I I I'm against crunch. I'm pro union. I want to see working conditions for devs get better, but I don't know that not buying the games that they worked on is the way to do that, but I also don't know what the other thing to do is, aside from speaking with your wallet. So I think companies just need to be held accountable by some kind of trading body in some way, just to manage it. Well, that's what unions are for. Yeah, I know, yeah. but then people kind of get you know, deterred from joining unions um, for various reasons, which should technically be illegal, I think. Yeah, I mean, it definitely should be it illegal. It is illegal yeah. in the UK. Well, it's like unsaid things, isn't it? It's like looks across the room like oh you're joining a union are you there goes your referral exactly yeah so it, it's it's such a it, it's bad it's it's a complex issue and it, one that is definitely i think a little beyond the scope of our dykes darksiders 2 conversation here yeah go, going back to darksiders 2 i also got that as a free ps plus game so okay. i don't think i'll i don't think i'll double dip is is Darksiders one worth getting? I've never played Darksiders. It's good, but I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as two. And can you jump into two without having played one? Yeah, um, you can literally Wikipedia the story for Darksiders one if you're that kind of person who gets invested in stories. Um, you know, you could buy one and play it. I prefer two. I might wait for two. I wonder if they'll do a double pack. Maybe physical. Yeah, I would like physical. Of course you would. All right, so moving right along, uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which is a really critically acclaimed indie game from a few years ago. This was like, I remember this being one of the first, like, emotional kind of, like, story-driven. No spoilers, no spoilers. I'm not spoiling anything. I haven't played it. I can't say anything. All I know is that I remember getting a lot of buzz for being like, this is like a really emotional story driven indie game. And this is an example of what games could be and like all that kind of stuff. Like mm. when that sentiment was like novel, you know? Yeah. I just want to play it because it's Joseph Farris game and I really like him. I want to play it for the same reason because I played um, A Way Out. Yeah, Way Out. And I, I loved it. So I am definitely down to pick this one up. And uh, I, I think I'm going to try to rope in somebody somebody somewhere from the team to uh to get a little two player action going and do maybe a, a, le- a let's play series well that's that's new for the that's new for the switch version a two player m- mode that wasn't in the original game 
Oh, so when you used to do it, you had to actively switch between the two brothers? Yes, and I'd encourage you to play your first playthrough that way because that's how the the game's designed to be. And honestly, I'm not convinced it's going to be anywhere near as effective when you're playing it co-op. Okay, that's really interesting. So I think first playthrough, play it by yourself and then rape other people and play it with you so you can enjoy it again. Noted. Will do. Expect a Let's Play series soon, boys and girls. It's only three hours long, so it'll be like one episode. Oh, or we do like three one-hour episodes, you know? Are you are you likely to pick this up, Pete? Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick it up. Are you are you likely to play this again, Pixel? I'll probably play it again. Yeah, it's quite cheap on Switch, so yeah, I've 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 pre-ordered it. Should we do a game club? Yeah, if it's we'll only three hours. Yeah, we could do that. Are we actually okay. going to do it though, or is this going to be like Delta Rune? I'm actually doing it. It's already installed on my Switch, on, well, so but is, I can't play. So is, yeah. so is Delta Rune though. So is Delta Rune. So. I will actually play this one. Oh, okay. Pete. Really interesting. Cool. <laughs> you know, when it's a good game, we tend to play it. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> really? Really interesting, Pixel. You don't even believe that, you fucking <laughs> fake fan. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so moving right along to out this week. On May 30th, we've got Gato Roboto, which we talked about at the top. Check it out. We will be too. Maybe we'll talk about that in our game club as well. Uh, Persona Q2, perhaps the last 3DS game to ever be released. Nah, oh, and they'll, they'll manage to get Just Dance 2004 <laughs> yeah. out on the 3DS or something just, at some just point. Just Dance 2030. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, if you're a Persona fan, uh, dust off your 3DS June 4th, so it's right around the corner. I, I can't decide if I want to pick it up or not. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Not going to play it. My 3DS, unless I dig out my 3DS to play... Like red and blue or gold and silver again. I'm not playing it anytime soon. Uh, and then Cadence of Hyrule. Um, this one's a maybe. It's, uh, it's 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 May 30th date was found in the source code of the game, so it seems pretty likely that May 30th is the release date. They include they, they included it in the main newsletter as well. So oh, they did. Okay, so we're we're pretty and, sure. About and that on one. the EU page for upcoming games it's slotted right in between a couple of other games coming out on the 29th and 31st mm -hmm. okay so uh chances are that one's coming out this week hopefully we'll also all get a chance to play that and we'll have a bunch of games to talk about next week that we all tried out what price point do you think that one's coming in at i think mm -hmm. like 15 bucks yeah i'd go with like 14.99 yeah i'd pick it up for that but any more than that i would kind of 20 is the absolute ceiling for me on something like that yeah yeah just because I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm big into that music, though. That trailer yeah. with the music was so good. I just want to give it a shot, too, because like I want it to be successful. Even if this game isn't the one that does it for me, I want Nintendo to be bold and give their IP out to other indies. So, like, this is one that I... This is kind of like a uh, a principled purchase for me. I know I know. Pixel played the the monster one. What's oh, Cadence of... Um... Jesus, I'm saying the wrong thing now. <laughs> Crypt of the Necromancer. Um, yeah, there you go. Have neither of you played that? No. Okay, maybe this game will ignite your your hidden passion for Crypt of the Necrodancer then. Necrodancing, as it were. Uh, okay, so then the other one is uh, not actually a game release, but just kind of a bit of a PSA. Version 3.1 of Smash launches this week. Uh, so just a reminder that this is going to be your last opportunity to convert uh, your replays before updating the game again. So I think we talked about this 
like way back when they first announced this, but uh, just to read the tweet um, from Nintendo Versus on the subject. Version 3.1 of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is coming this week. This update will include fighter adjustments, meaning replay data from previous versions will be incompatible. Convert your replays by going to Vault, Replays, Replay Data, Convert to Video before updating. So just just a little bit of a PSA for y'all on that one. If you've got any really sick Smash replays that you want to make sure you can hold on to, uh, go and get that done today. Have you done much of the replay editor thing that they added in the version 3? No, I don't really fuck around with that much when it comes to games. The only thing that I ever really do, and even this I'm not very good at, is when something like really funny or glitchy happens in a game, like mm-hmm. I'll snap the video and be like, oh, I gotta go put this on Reddit or Twitter, and then I never do because I'm bad at social media. <laughs> like, I have a fucking hilarious clip from Red Dead Redemption 2 from like last week that I just keep forgetting to put on Twitter. I always feel bad about it as well because like, you know that someone's, that was someone's job. Yeah, and it's like I don't do I don't want to like get, make fun of anybody, but like yeah. it's just funny. Like it's so funny. I had this thing happen to me where um I uh <laughs> I I like I I tried to I roped a cow and like slit its throat and then a stampede of cows just ran over me and like they all clipped through a fence so they're stuck and they're just trampling my body and Arthur's just like, "Oh, fuck." it's so good (laughs) maybe that maybe this announcement is we're delaying pokemon sword and shield because it wasn't up to our standards we're delaying it personally no you know (laughs) sorry nintendo you've decided that's what the press conference is it's just We're delaying me. it till 2021. I'm just like, hello. Uh, as the number one Pokemon fan in America, I am here to deliver a tragic announcement. <laughs> <laughs> We've delayed Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we'll be releasing Pokemon Let's Go 2. Real talk. Oh, I'm into that. That's my goal, though. Not Let's Go Two. The like, you know, I we're you know we're starting to get partnerships with some publishers here and there. You know, we worked with Super Rare. We worked with Limited Run. I, I want to work with Nintendo and let me just like let me get on One Direct. You know, I don't need to be a face at Nintendo. I just want to be on One Direct where I'm like, please understand. Here's the next game we have to show you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you'll be you'll, will you be like sat down at your your table? You know, when they went to Game Freak and he was like sketching something out on that piece of paper. He's like, yeah, we're fucking working on a game. Whatever. And he's like, yeah, I know we disappointed you all by announcing Pokken Tournament for the Switch, but we are actually working on something. <laughs> god so yeah uh so this week uh i think the most exciting piece of news that isn't really news as nintendo loves to do is they've announced uh two bits of of pokemon news that are on the way one is a press conference that's happening today as we record um so yeah you know like we said last week they're just really good at putting these things right at the time when we record so Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, we're going to talk about all that next week, uh, but there's also going to be a Pokemon Direct all about Sword and Shield on June 5th, which is right around the corner. Um, really close to E3, too, which is surprising. They, they do it every time, don't they? they? They just can't be in the mix with all the other games. Yeah. They need to spotlight. I said this to you on you our did. episode when Pete wasn't here, and you were like, no, 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 I think it's going to be the focus week. No, I said that it would be an E3 as well. I, and I know because I re-listened to that episode earlier. 
And I know, <laughs> I know it will be an E3 as well, but I've been with you the whole time, Steve, where it's like Pokemon has never been their main E3 game. And no, they always separate. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't unprecedented. It's just like, it's crazy. It is to be like, oh my God, like big news day, six days before the biggest news days in gaming. What, what, what do they have in store for E3? Like if Pokemon's like, it, we need this separately because there's so much information. The only game that matters pikmin 4 exactly they must be saving e3 for pikmin 4's grand announcement and <laughs> it the whole entire 4. staff team will come out dressed as pikmin it could be it could be animal crossing i guess i still don't really see that one i i'm kind of like low-key wondering like do you think maybe we get the tease of the new zelda that they're working on possibly especially seen as cadence now appears to be happening before so that's not an e3 well, it could be recap, but and um, well, I I think we I don't think we'll get the next um Breath of the Wild style one. I think we'll probably just get a release date for the remake of the Game Boy game. So I I wonder if there couldn't be a segment like a short Zelda segment in the E3 where it's like, you know, like in that very like cheesy voiceover guy that they have, where it's like you've already been enjoying Cadence of Hyrule for three week or for a week on Nintendo Switch, and at the end of the year, we've got our re-release of the Game Boy Classic, Link's Awakening DX. But that's not all in store for you, Zelda fans. And then it's just like, you know, there's like a little bit of music playing, slow pan up, Link riding by on a horse, Legend of Zelda something 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 wild and it's just like and it's not you know it's just the same engine or whatever even if they don't have any in-game footage it's just like an fmv i could see them doing that in the same way they did with prime of just kind of like hey it's in development and it's far enough along that we're confident that we can tell you it exists i think most zelda games have been like teased or announced way way before their release like years yeah like two three years sometimes so, I mean, think about it, man. We knew about Breath of the Wild, what, like four years before it came out? Oh, Jesus. That's probably like 200 years by the time they actually released it. Granted, you know, a bit of a I... unique situation. But I think the fact that this is already a game with a, an engine and we know there's a team working on it, like, I don't think it would be crazy to get a tease. I think they're, they're um, a little bit careful, though, with what happened with Metroid. I don't think they want to do the same mistake again of showing a logo, getting people excited for it, and then having to announce a delay. And that was a game that was being built from the ground up, as opposed to, like, if they do release a Breath of the Wild kind of sequel, they've got a lot of the legwork done there already. And we and we know, who is it that's working on it? It's Monolith Soft. Monolith. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact that, like, they have a tested open-world developer working with a, a tool set that's already completely built, Makes me a little more confident, but I don't. I don't think what you're saying is off base, Steve. Anyway, getting back to Pokemon, right? There what we do go. you think's in in tonight's? I want to do the conference first. Okay. And I I was on Twitter. Joe Joe Merrick was saying, just be wary that the name of the press conference this year is just press conference, whereas last year was video game press conference. Right. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming down on it. I think, Steve, earlier uh, in our Slack, you threw out the theory that this might just not be about Sword and Shield. This is probably more just about Pokemon proper. 
that is what I'm guessing. I'm wondering if this is going to be an update of the like about the brand outside of Pokemon Sword and Shield that could be commenting on the success of Detective Pikachu and their future plans with Legendary, which we already know there's a sequel for that movie plan. We know that there's a Mewtwo spinoff and a Red and Blue movie in development. Could be updates about both of those. Uh, it could be an update about another spinoff game. It could be a conversation about Pokemon cards. It could be about another animated movie. We know that there's that Mewtwo Strikes Back uh, remake that they're doing. Like, there's they just released that new app. There's all oh, and the sticker thing. Yeah, there's all they could be a worldwide release of that. Oh, we launched that in all these key territories, and it's already going well with the success of Detective Pikachu. Now it's coming to the UK and Europe, and like. It could be any of that stuff. And I think, in my mind, that's what that press conference is about. It's going to be about, hey, after this week, right, you're going to have this press conference that talks about everything that's not Pokemon Sword and Shield and this direct that talks about Pokemon Sword and Shield. And we'll know where Pokemon's at. I think the DNA mobile game might get teased. That's also a good good possibility. Which I'm hoping is Magikarp Trainer 2. I, really like that game. <laughs> I downloaded that game recently. It's very good. Um, maybe some stuff about Pokemon Go, like the the new generations coming into Pokemon Go, or maybe the I don't even know what generation we're up to on Pokemon Go. Is it Gen three now? I think they're at three still. I don't think they ever did Sinnoh. <gasps> oh, it's my cat. Hey, Pepper. I never knew your cat's name. Yeah, it's her name, Pepper. My girlfriend's uh, cat's Hugo. Keep her away from the tea, though. Come here, baby. Oh no, she's getting in a mech suit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Then she can save me from being jettisoned out of the podcast. (laughs) I'm not staying up till 1am pixel to cover this one, so you can. I'm going to bed. um, Is the press conference tonight? That's, yeah. At 1am GMT. So what time is that? What's that like? 6pm PDT. I can... Well, actually, I don't think I can cover it either. I'm supposed to go be on another podcast. (laughs) I'm sure, uh... DJ or someone will pick it up. It's fine. We got we got the B team. They'll got they'll get it. Hey, DJ's a no, class. Yeah, DJ's a good boy. He got to be on the podcast after dark because I like him so much. <laughs> uh, so going back to Pokemon, there's one thing that's one thing that's been bugging me that I think will get announced, and I'm not sure when. All right. Because of the success of the Pokemon movie, well, reasonable success, um, and it being based on Detective Pikachu, I think they'll probably have some kind of Detective Pikachu 2 in the works, either for Switch or for mobile. I can see that would work well as a mobile game. Yeah. I'd like that, but I I don't know why they would announce that just some random press conference. If it's a mobile game, then... Yeah, if it's a mobile game, then yeah. I mean, that could be the DNA game. You know what, though? I don't even... Well... I don't know. But then why like, wouldn't creatures be working? If the if the direct is just focused on Sword and Shield, it would make sense that they wouldn't talk about mobile stuff. So I feel like there being mobile games at this conference isn't off the table for sure. What was going on with Pokemon Quest? We haven't really had an update to that. No, recently. I think they could it's add just, a new gen into that. I think it's just kind of just doing its thing. There, uh, there are already multi gens in that game. I think. I don't think it's just the one fifty one. Would you think they would reveal the new generation of Pokemon at the conference or at the no, direct? No, no, that's going to be in the direct. Yeah, I think I think the direct is. Um, I think it's very much going to just be what we got with Sun and Moon and and previous like directs like this, where it's going to be like, all right, we teased the Gala region last time. Like, let's 
look at it. Like, here's what the culture of the Galar region is. In the Galar region, people in Pokemon live like this, and they do these things, and here's why it's different than the other places that you've been. And here are some of the new Pokemon. And, like, they'll probably show us one or two new Pokemon, like full-on like here's what they are and what they do there'll probably be one or two other pokemon in the background somewhere and like i remember the first trailer when they showed off everything in alola it was like i remember one of the big things i was like oh look there's trucks like there's cars like they're they're you know it's gonna be that kind of thing like what do the cities look like like what are you know how are they evolving the environments it's gonna be that sort of shit i'm sure they'll show off whatever the new gimmick is and or at least one of the new gimmicks and whether that's a new battle gimmick like mega evolutions or z moves or if it's like a new gameplay gimmick like contests back in the day or like they they haven't explained how gyms work properly yeah it seems to be slightly different in this one yeah and i mean who knows like if it is actually different or if it's just a return to formula like i think they'll they'll clarify that position though um, for sure. Like, I think it's going to just be a lot of little things like that of like, hey, so when we teased you last time, we raised a lot of questions. Let's answer a few of them. Mm-hmm. And then they'll probably start doing their slow drip like they did last time, last two times, where they do the big direct. They show everything off. We'll probably get more at the Nintendo Treehouse. And then the Pokemon Twitter is probably going to start tweeting shit like every other week mm-hmm. where they're just like, here's a new Pokemon. Well, they're doing that with Astral Chain, aren't they? Yep. It's going absolutely bonkers with that. And like we haven't really seen much else about it other than the teasers on Twitter. Yep. I think we'll get, if we're moving on to the Direct, I think we'll get a definitive release date. Yeah. Or at least, at least a hard window, like mm-hmm. November. Even if it's not like 22nd, I think we'll get a month. I think we'll see how Pokemon Pass is going to tie in with the sort of a new mobile app is going to tie in with the game. We'll get some teasers of the generations. And I I mean, I, you know, when you, when you watch Detective Pikachu, did you think that the, the city that's in Detective Pikachu is going to be in the game? No, like that, that, that city was already in the original Detective Pikachu game. Oh, was it? Yeah. Is, and is that set in a, re- a region at all? Uh, I don't. I only ask because it's like it's, it's basically London, right? Yes. And we know that Sword and Shield is set in England mm-hmm. or the UK. Sorry, there is other countries in the UK. What? Yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely a <laughs> chance that Rhyme City is going to be like is like nearby the Galar region or something like that. But I don't. I can't imagine that's going to come up. I think going back to this press conference thing, because like we've got the whole new generation coming of Switch and. Like Joe Merrick said, it's not necessarily video game related based on the title of the press conference. That it could be very heavily focused on kind of Pokemon cards, the new Gen 8 Pokemon mm-hmm. cards, and possibly, like, here's a, here's a crazy theory. If they do do NFC cards, then the mobile app that DNA are working on could be some kind of mobile way to interact with those cards, like the trading card game online for a mobile app or some other kind of mini game, and then we could potentially get them used as amiibo in the Switch game. But because that's such a broad thing you can do with Pokemon cards, that could potentially be a reason for separating it into its own kind of, not direct, but its own press event. Yeah, yeah. At least to, like, explain some of the technical aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And then they can, like, show it off a little bit in the direct. That's something people have been talking about for years, and I think it would make a lot of sense. People are always like, when are we going to get a set of Pokemon Amiibo? It's like, hopefully never. Let's do cards like they did with Animal Crossing. That's way, way more doable. (laughs) Yes, I want uh, a sofa or a t-shirt on a card that I can put into my 
Pokemon Happy Home. I would also love that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just to sum up my predictions, I'm thinking better look at the region, some a look at the decks, at least one new gameplay feature, and probably one surprise reveal. As for the conference, I, I don't really have much speculation. I think it's any of the stuff we laid out. Whether it's cards, movies, uh, other like third-party kind of branding partnerships or whatever, like all that stuff's on the table. And I think all of that stuff is likely, and it might cover multiple things. But it is interesting that they're both like in the span of a week. Yeah, there's definitely some tie in between them. That's when it's so close, I think. And I, I think that this this the conference is going to be pretty significant. Because I can't imagine that they would not just have a big direct all about Pokemon if there wasn't some significant news here that was just not relevant to Nintendo's interests. Nintendo never lets anyone, no matter who it is, even if it's Game Freak, do anything non-Nintendo platform related in a direct. So if they're doing stuff that isn't related to Nintendo, so say the Pokemon cards, as an example, um, do tie into a mobile game as well. Or, you know... I know they they did the Go thing. They briefly touched on that in the Let's Go Direct. But if it's anything more than that, then they'd have to separate it into its separate kind of event. Pokemon Go is a Nintendo thing, though. The logo pops up, right? Yeah, but not really. Um, I know it's Niantic and it's not really them, but... Nintendo's logo is on it because they own a stake it. in Pokemon, don't they? Yeah. They own cash from that. I don't think Nintendo actually had anything. I don't think that they're like a publisher on Go, though. No. Because um, I remember there was that thing where like their stock leapt up after Pokemon Go, even though they didn't have like any, like literally anything to do with it. Well, yeah, but it was all the money coming in. It was bringing in like millions per day, that were like 30% of it was going directly to Nintendo. Yeah. I just don't think anybody was like, I don't think they saw much of it, which was no. just interesting. It was a weird wrinkle to that story. Do you think they'll announce the next Pokemon game like they did at the previous press conference? So the previous press conference, they announced Pokemon Let's Go, and then they also said they're working on the Gen 8 game for 2019. Do you think we might see the next Let's Go being announced for 2020? I don't think so. I don't I don't think that that's something that they'd want to do with a new Pokemon generation. I think it makes sense when you're doing a re-release or like a game that was like kind of a concept people weren't sold on. To be like, hey, mm-hmm. this is kind of a stopgap. This is a spinoff. We don't see this as a mainline game. The mainline game is coming next year. We know that's what you really want. Now that they're giving us what we really want, we just want to hear about that. I don't want to know what's coming next. I want to know why the thing that's coming is good. I feel like if there is a Let's Go 2, which I feel like there probably will be. Um, I think we'll I hope pro- so. I really like Let's Go. I think we'll probably hear about it another year out. Like a year a after Sword and Shield have already been out. We're like, you've already had a great time in the Galar region. Let's go to What if the whole press conference is like, <clears throat> we've done all these great games with Pokemon. Gen 8's coming up, here's all the stuff you can buy, and that's going to be the end of the Pokemon IP. We're going to no end on that way. note. <laughs> While Game yeah, Freak concentrate on, on their new IPs, you know, Pokemon is going to bed. Oh, you know what? I could see I could see Game Freaks saying... Or Weird po- Them saying at the, at the next conference that Game Freak's not doing the next game. Like I said before, I think they could hand over Let's Go to Creatures and just let them deal with it. I, I think they could hand over Pokemon as a whole to somebody else because I love Game Freak. They created one of the greatest video game franchises of all time. I think it's clear they want to do more than just Pokemon and they kind of can't. Cool, cool, and... cool, cool it now, you know, Cadence of Pallet Town or something. <laughs> when the hell is Town coming out? 
we still don't know about town. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's clear that Game Freak wants to evolve and do more things. And I, I know I'd definitely be okay with somebody else doing Pokemon as long as it was like not, as long as we don't, as long as Pokemon is Pokemon, like in the formula is still the same and everything. Like I'm cool with giving it to somebody else at this point. Like I'm, I, I think, I think it's like pretty clear that they're ready to move on. And I feel like they're like getting a little bit like, I, George talked about this last week. It just feels like they're like a little bit like bankrupt of ideas. Like it's like, all right, now it's just like, what region can we go to and how can we come up with another Dex? And it's not like, I don't feel like the Pokemon are uninspired. I don't, I'm not losing interest in Pokemon, but I feel like they are losing interest in Pokemon. And I would love to get a dev team that's young and hungry and grew up loving Pokemon the same way that I did to just be like, we have ideas for what it needs to be moving forward. Like let, let us take our shot, you know, the same way that eventually Miyamoto passed the torch over to Inuma for Zelda, you know, like, and we got Breath of the Wild, you know, <laughs> eventually. To be fair, Game Freak could literally just hand Pokemon over to Nintendo and go, you know, we don't want to work on it anymore. You know, we're sick of it. Nintendo, you can develop it kind of in-house. And I'm sure Nintendo would revitalize it themselves, much like they've done with so many other series. Yeah, I could see them building a studio, like a new Pokemon studio, you know, of like, hey, you guys are the Pokemon team now. But yeah, interesting times. Press conference, then a direct, and then E3. So I think we're going to be hearing a lot about Pokemon over the next few weeks. Oh, we definitely will. And I can guarantee that you listeners will be hearing a lot about Pokemon over the next few weeks because I host this podcast. <laughs> so get ready to talk shop uh, until Pokemon has been fully revealed. And then everyone is going to be saying they're sick of Pokemon, not just Game Freak. <laughs> <laughs> you, they better not be. We're talking about it every day from now on. And as soon as it comes out, I, I'm just, I mean, look, here's my goal. I'd love for our Patreon to be so successful by the time that Sword and Shield comes out, I can just quit my job and stream it 24-7. I'll never sleep again. <laughs> all right. So I think that's a great place to wrap it up for episode 27. Uh, we will have all of our thoughts on the Pokemon Direct and the conference uh, next week. So make sure you tune in for that. And uh, if you want to show your support to the show, uh, you can give us a like on your platform of choice. Head over to our YouTube and Twitch channels. Give us a subscribe or a follow and uh, click that notification bell so you know when, you know when we go live or when we post one of our videos. Uh, you can follow at Loot, Loot Pots uh, on Twitter. Visit us at LootPots.com. Head over to Patreon.com slash LootPots and get yourself all kinds of goodies. Uh, get our Patreon-exclusive podcast, After Dark, where you can hear us continue this conversation and uh, go talk about what do, we, what do we got on the docket? Um, panic, Playdate, Weddings, Cats, Death, and Memorial Day. So this should be a really, really exciting <laughs> it episode. It starts off happy and then <laughs> takes a bit of a, a cliff. <laughs> so if, if you want to uh, show your support for the show, help us grow, get more content from us, head over to our Patreon and, uh, and do that stuff. And uh, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you don't have any of that money, do all those other things that I said. And you can also go join our, our shiny new Discord channel, which has been up for about two weeks now. Uh, and we've been having a blast over there. Uh, the the three of us plus the rest of the team are often in there chatting with you potheads. Pots heads, excuse me, God. We don't allow <laughs> potheads in the chat. We don't, drugs see, are bad. This is why I was deterring you from coining that as a... Uh, well, 
here's the problem. We're not 420 friendly. Here's the problem, Pixel. You can't you can't choose moments like that. When you're presented with gold, you gotta just you gotta just take the opportunity. And the people love it. The the listeners respond. They chose this moniker, Pixel. <laughs> Why not loot heads? Because that doesn't mean anything. Pots heads is a pun. All of our things are puns. Every single one. Pots people. <laughs> The pots people. The people <laughs> of the pots. <laughs> oh, all right. So go do all that stuff. Thanks again for listening. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week for another episode of The Podcast.